Rhino RX welcomes you to the metaverse where you can create your own world, host events, speak internationally, sell in a virtual storefront. Creators programs available. The future of education is here. Rhino Studio, ready player one. Go ahead and scan the QR code. Join the Silver program today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of 360 Wisdom Speaks. And we have a guest coming in from Australia who is going to share words of wisdom and inspiration that's going to blow your world up. So get ready for Crystal Hill. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Beverly. It's such a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's such a pleasure having you here. And Nicole's going to read a short bio about you so the audience can have a little bit of information before you start sharing that amazing wisdom. Crystal Hill is the founder of Hill House Publishing, sole leadership coach and international number one best-selling author. She is passionate to gather conscious entrepreneurs who align with her mission to awaken and empower humanity into deeper levels of sovereignty and connection and helps them to their stories and expertise in multi-author best-selling books to enhance their authority and global reach. Welcome, welcome, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Crystal, I heard in your bio that you're a publisher? Yes, that's right. I'm a publisher. I started my own publishing house um, in February this year, and I have already brought out two books, and the third one is in production and coming out on the 4th of February. Wow, that's amazing. You know... Becoming an author is something that's really dear to my heart. You know, I've got several books out there, you know, that I've done on my own and I've got, uh, you know, collaboration books, you know, and it's such a warmth. It, it kind of touches the heart, you know, it's so rewarding, you know, so for anybody out there who's thinking about wanting to be an author, you need to listen up here and see what Crystal has to share. It's not as hard to write a chapter in a book as it is to write the whole book. Exactly. So, yeah. So share with the audience a little bit about how that works. Absolutely. So how it works is that as a, if you're an entrepreneur or a thought leader or a conscious creative or a spiritual leader, um, and you feel like I have so much wisdom inside of me. I have such a big message to share. I really, it's really time for me to, to come and have that global reach or reach even more people. So you simply come to me, we have a chat, see if the, um, the book that I'm putting out there is aligning with your mission and your vision. And you simply write a chapter. Like there's, I, I provide an outline. It's 3000 words. It's super, super easy. And what I love about the way I'm doing it, having a background in coaching and really enjoying group work is that we enter into a sacred container. And in that sacred container, we meet every week. You don't have to come, but you can to, it becomes almost like a women's circle or a circle where a sharing circle, because when we share, 
where we're at, we feel we're not so alone. And that's what so it can be quite challenging with a single book, like a solo book, that it feels very alone. But in a multi-author book, it really is a community collaboration. Um, and that's what I that's that's what I love about it. And that's what it's it's such a you know, people are often surprised when they come into this project. It's actually elevating their consciousness. It's elevating their message. It's elevating their confidence in who they are. And it's really helping them to claim their space in the world, their leadership. Oh, definitely. You know, being an author myself, that's so spot on, right? You know, and too, when you're in a, a collaboration like that, you have your other authors you know they're with you and sometimes it can get challenging it can get struggling you know that story that you're you know you're kind of bearing your soul in a way you know so the encouragement that others can give you the support they can give you because sometimes you know when you're putting your story out there in words it can get emotional very much so yeah, so to have that support from other authors is so refreshing. And to be able to work and laugh and cry together, it's it's just beautiful, right? Yeah, and it can be extremely cathartic as well. You know, sometimes writing down a story and reflecting on it in a way that we may not have done for a very long time or never. You know, when we're writing down that story, suddenly we can see it through the eyes of who we've become today. Um, and looking back often, it's like how far we've come. And I, I, a lot of my clients, they've stepped into this enormous gratitude, gratitude for who they've become, gratitude for their journey and for the gifts that they're now able to share with the world. Oh, that is so true. Because when you put something down on paper and then you pick it back up and you read it, it's like, oh my gosh, did I write that? <laughs> Yes. You know, it, like you said, to, to reflect, you know, from your life at a previous time, you know, until you actually see it in print, it's almost as if it's not even real. Exactly. I mean, we write so much on social media, right? But it's, we, we don't have it in print. Like the last book that I did, it's right here. It's called Collaboration, Visionaries Share a New Way of Living. And, um, when I, when I got it in my hand, it's like, yeah, wow, you know, we, we did this. We actually wrote this. We're, we, we write so much on social media, but it's something still about books that is very, very different. I don't know. I can't quite put it in words, but it's, it still means something, right? Like being an international author still means something. Um, there was something else I was going to share because you were, you were talking about, you know, sometimes we get stuck or we, it brings things up that we didn't expect. Um, what I do with my background also as a meditation teacher, I create beautiful meditations to help my clients get into their zone of flow, as I like to call it, their zone of connection um, with their higher wisdom, with their higher self, to then bring their chapter through. And what happens quite often is that um, the writers or the contributors are surprised by the voice that they're channeling through, you know, it's, it's suddenly more colloquial or more funny or it, 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 because they're so connected to their essence, something quite surprising can come through and others. Yeah. They're, they're putting pieces together, but often what I find is that it just flows through them after they've listened to that meditation or really connected and created that sacred space. Well, it kind of like drops their guard. 
right? They don't feel quite as like guarded, like, ooh, ooh, I don't know. Because when you're putting a chapter out there of your life, you're becoming very vulnerable. And, uh, you know, I've talked to quite a few authors, you know, too, that have said that writing that chapter or just writing a book has been so healing. Can you talk a little bit about the healing aspect of what takes place when you begin to open up and, and be that expression of your story? It's mm, a great question. I feel that the healing takes place because we own our story. And sometimes we own it in a way that we also have to own those parts of the story that we may have never spoken about. You know, there could be abuse that's been going on, or there could have been things that culturally are shameful. And so when we find that courage, because we have a commitment to show up in all of who we are, that decision to become visible and to really show up authentically, because that's what the world is asking of us right now, isn't it? We have to be authentic in who we are and show up as that, or else there is a disconnect between us and perhaps our ideal clients or, or the world. So when we, when we claim and own our story, all of it, we release the shame and that can be incredibly healing because holding down shame or fear of what will other people think of me. And that's another huge fear that, that I help my clients to overcome in that when they're writing the book. What will other people think? What if they don't like me? What if, what if they, they think I've talked and shared too much? Like all of those fears can be very alive in, in before we publish a story. But what I remind everyone of is that we need to claim claim our story, claim our zone of genius. And if we're, if the intention is right, if we're not sharing it from a place of, oh my God, poor me, look how terrible my story was. But if we're sharing it from that reflective place, and if we're finding the universal theme in our unique story, then it creates a relate, you know, it, it becomes more relatable. And, and we also, by looking through that universal lens at our own story, we discover things about ourselves that perhaps we'd never seen in that way before. You know, when you're working with a group of, uh, and I presume it's mostly women that you're working with. It happens to be that way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so when, when you're working with the group like that, you know, and because there's some, you know, kind of touchy emotional things that happen, have you found, you know, that a trust has been built between that circle of, of authors and that, you know, when they start hearing certain segments of other people's story, that it kind of like gives them maybe more courage to open up and express some of those hidden shames and embarrassments, you know, or judgments that have they've been carrying around, like, you know, for an eternity, it seems like. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it is always inspiring. Um, even, even just to hear somebody else's struggle saying, oh my God, you know, I'm feeling really, I'm struggling with, with this particular section. And then somebody else saying, yeah, me too. And then somebody else comes in and says, yeah, I was struggling with it too, but this is how I overcame it. And then, you know, the group kind of really that connection in the weekly sessions and the weekly meetings is really 
really, really supportive, really encouraging, really powerful. Um, yeah, there was something else I was going to say, but it's gone again. <laughs> it's funny how that happens, you know, it, it, it'll come back if it's meant to yes, be heard, right? <laughs> you know, and, and that is precious. You know, those are moments of sharing really deep from the inner soul essence of who we are and to be able to do that with basically total strangers before you came together. And when the whole, you know, book is finished, it's like you have lifelong friends that, that just interact consistently. Right. And you, and it's like, you can go back at any time. Have you found, you know, cause now you've gotten one book out already. So have you found that two books out? Okay. So have you found that the, the group in both of those are actually even interacting, interacting with the other book authors and stuff where yeah. you're building a huge community of connectedness? Totally. I, I've been, they've been on each other's podcasts and I've even seen a collaboration taking place where two of the collaborators in collaboration were putting together a retreat in Costa Rica. So, you know, those, this is the magic of collaboration. When you come together for the purpose of a book, like the current one I'm doing is called Inspire, Intuitive Living. So all of the authors in that have an interest and an experience with intuition and living from their intuition. And that's a connecting point. Um, and so, yeah, they're interviewing each other on each other's podcasts. They're supporting each other. They're becoming friends. And it's just so incredible to see to create a community of leaders who all stand in their own leadership, but then coming together to just make something even bigger, even more magical together. And that's the word, magical, yes. right? Yeah. It's like magical wisdom that just ripples out across the world, across the universe, right? Exactly. And it's, you know, we, we can do so much alone, but what we can do in collaboration and community is just unbelievable because that's when the universe can work through us as well. It can bring in those synchronicities and all we need to do is ask and be open to hear and receive. So what I also do is in my, in my meetings is to, for them to ask what they need right now. You know, what, what's, what do you need in your life right now? So people have found VAs, but people have also just found advice on and getting feedback on how to present something what free offers to create so it becomes this incredible mastermind as well oh that is so awesome you know thank you so much for sharing with us crystal in this first half we're going to take a short break and when we come back nicole has some questions for you because she wants to know how you got here so stay tuned Rhino RX welcomes you to the metaverse where you can create your own world, host events, speak internationally, sell in a virtual storefront. Creators programs available. The future of education is here. Rhino Studio, ready player one. Go ahead and scan the QR code. Join the Silver program today. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest calling in from Australia is Crystal Hill. She has shared some very interesting things on collaboration and book writing, chapter writing, and the whole enchilada. Well, now Nicole is going to take over because she has some real interesting questions for Crystal. So, Nicole, take it away. Hey, you know, thanks a lot. You know, you, Crystal, just listening to the conversation about book writing and, and book writing is spelling. So to me, it's that spelling. You're spelling um, what you want going forward, right? And whether it's you're talking about your past, it's very cathartic. You know, you're detoxing that soul and that at a DNA level to release as you write, release some of that past. How did you get here? You know, I see you, you have leadership, you have all these accolades. How did you get to this point? What was it that started you on this path? Oh, this is a really challenging one to really pinpoint because for me, there's not been one incredibly defining moment. It's been a journey of lots of little, lots of little steps. I think I knew that I was going to be a leader when I was four years old in kindergarten. Um, I was very strategic. I remember there was a competition and I wanted to win it. Um, it was a competition about cleaning up. And I, so I was strategically thinking as a four-year-old, okay, so how can I put, draw attention to myself so she can see that I'm cleaning up and that, that I'm doing a lot of hard work. Like hard work was actually a thing. Um, it's not necessarily one of my proud things, but that's how I was conditioned that you have to work hard in order to achieve something. So that's what I did. I made sure that I was walking past the judge or the, the teacher all the time with the stilts, taking them from outside back into the, the bathroom where they belonged. Um, and yes, I won. So <laughs> I think that was one of those, that, that was one of those defining moments too. When I, if I think back really, really early, like how did it all start? Um, another defining moment, and again, it was an unresourceful decision that I made, was when I was bullied at um, in school at in fifth, fifth grade. And I remember my dad saying to me, you know, they just don't understand you. They just don't know how special you are or who you are. And so whilst he meant well, I think it actually created more separation between me and them. Um, but it created that thought within me that I was going to show them how wrong they were to bully me because I was this special being. <laughs> and so that created even more of the high achiever, even more of the push, even more of the hard work, because I actually struggled with a lot of shyness. I'm, I'm an introvert. And um, so I was putting myself out there to learn to become a leader, to learn to overcome this inner, what I felt, yeah, really inadequacy. There was a, a, some kind of feeling of not being good enough. And I felt like I had to forever prove myself. So I became the editor of the school magazine. I ran children's um, groups. I ran youth camps. I, I, I was in the, you know, I was in the, um, like, what was it? Um, I was running events um, statewide for school editors of their school magazines, all before the age of 18. And I was busy. I was really, really busy. People, like, I, I, I don't, didn't have any spare time. Um, and it continued. I um, studied English and theater studies. I became a theater director. And I also had 
this spiritual side to me. Like I always, um, yeah, I always, I, when I was very, very young, I saw, I saw beings in my bedroom. And so I knew that there was another world that existed and I really held on to that. Um, and, and that spiritual guidance and that intuition really started to kick in in my 20s. And I really started to ask questions of the universe to guide me to where I needed to be. Because I could see that actually at the time in my 20s, I couldn't see that it was all coming out of scarcity and coming out of drive and coming out of fear or, and coming out of the need for external validation. Um, that came in my mid-30s, late 30s. And that then the journey of unraveling and coming into flow really, really started happening. And that was, that's really why I'm so passionate about doing what I'm doing now. It's about coming into authenticity, coming into flow um, and releasing the, that, that external validation, really coming home to self. Right. And, you know, it's, it's some, you know, we look at things and say, you know, maybe our parents said something wrong. It was right for that time. It was what you needed at that moment. And maybe there's some clearing that had happened. But but in the depth of, of, of shadow work, when you're really looking at it, it's parts and pieces, components and files uh, in, in, in our, that we place in our hard drive and we store that keep, get us to do what we need to do for that moment in, in that survival of us, because at every time we survive, we're humans. We need to survive on this earth, uh, not, mm -hmm. not necessarily deplete ourselves through that survivor, but that, that drive, that manifestation and moving forward, but that's made you, you, right. And you exactly. take that leadership and now you have that self leadership from within, right. And you teach that. And I noticed that you do that, uh, like kundalini and and tantra and in entering my 50s so i just turned 49 and i'm entering my 50s and realizing how important that is because what what brings what comes up is just so much of uh if even if you're talking just about women or even men right now i think it's more of both of us is the shame in our sexuality and the shame around money and that connection to both of those parts of us and that that drive is to either make it or break it or to either be poor and make nothing and have somebody else take care of us or, or be so driven and there's that division now um, and it comes up it's always that sexuality and that money and what we're uh, our relationships to ourselves, our relationships and that kundalini energy really opens up that relationship to us and and to source and to others and it's just a it's just a beautiful drive and this charismatic sense and the energy uh, that someone like you brings that energy that you have that energy pattern when you show up you show up and some of that's leadership too and the connection for somebody to be a leader and to have that relationship sense and self-leadership brings you more into the self-mastery of what we are all trying to hone in on, right? And yeah. and to do yoga and to be strong and to be balanced and find that. And and that's what um, you know, I feel there's so many people when I look around that are missing that that kind of harmony in a sense. We're not always going to be perfectly balanced, but we're going to have uh more harmony. And and it's a relationship which brings it to abundance, right? And you're manifesting that abundance for yourself because you love yourself. You love the touch of others and the connection and the feel of others. And it's okay to have that money so you can prosper and have a luxurious life and help others, right? There is nothing wrong with having a luxurious life. There is nothing wrong with, you know, silk sheets on the bed or satin or something juicy and, and beautiful. 
um, and and to to have that strength from down and that helps you root too you know um, but it, it it you know what is that relationship brought you now uh, with a connection in your work and to be able to be vocal and and to have such a connection yeah. how does that help your clients and you I think it really helps in being grounded because the reason why I was drawn to it in the first place to bring it into my work is because I realized that myself and all the female clients that I was working with were actually very disembodied. You know, they, they were, there was a fear of being in the body, a fear of not, or not feeling safe in the body, um, not really claiming our physical vessel and just, you know, sometimes the spiritual people is way out there in the spirit, but not really grounded in, 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 the, in the here and now. Um, a lot of empaths, for example, just getting, getting sucked away, you know, sucked into other people's realities. And so what Tantra and what um, this, this Kundalini energy really has given me is, is to claim my being right here, right now, is to anchor and ground and center into my physical being and to really connect deep into the world into the earth and ground in and connect it's that connection i find between the earth and the sky so we're bringing it all together in our physical physical vessel that that we're becoming pillars of light and a lot of now when i start my my meetings i often do a breathing exercise where we are connecting down into the earth and we're connecting up through our crown into the heavens or into the sky, into the universe. And we are calling it in, we're anchoring it in, we're centering it in our hearts. But what that Kundalini energy also does is it, it just expands our essence. I, I feel like it expands. Yeah, it, it has an expansion energy that can, can, that can burn away any of that shame that can burn away any fear, even tiredness. Like I, I sometimes yeah. when I was teaching Tantra actively, it was like in the, instead of having a cup of tea or a cup of coffee in the afternoon, just just sit there, connect with your breath and really visualize the fire within your womb to, to move through your body and move around and just gently kind of moving your hips and just, you know, coming back into expansion, into fullness. The, it, it, and and there's something with the start uh, when when you start to get into that tantric, it it changed my relationships. It changed definitely changed my relationship towards myself and to other people uh, about finding that that juiciness, that sensuality, and everything. You know, when when you eat fruit, it's now when you bite into a peach, there's that sensuality, the feeling of the skin of the fruit, right? And there's that that beauty and the juiciness of the fruit and it's your whole being is in that process of just eating that and so now the desire becomes more and the desire with other people becomes more and we change that dynamic of desire as in i i don't have anything uh, i am depleted but desire as in more and more and as we have that and we experience more of that we share that with other people and other people see that there's just that beauty and the simplicity, whether you're what it was something you, you drink or a, a going on an adventure, or even if you're walking outside, there is something that keys into that manifestation and you start, you know, even if you're hiking and you, and you start to see the fractal universe, it's that mathematics, it's that connection that all comes together and that, that quantum field and the changing in your DNA and everything changes around you. It's almost like now you're in another different dimension. You, you've, you've, you've shifted uh, into that 
and and also what it brings up is the healing of the the womb and for me it's the vessel that we travel with it is is it is that vessel of life and the creation and and with women to to appreciate there's so much, many of us who uh are, are you know when we come into that there is something unhealthy in this moment and and that adds to the the it puts back into that as a whole right and and as we do this and we desire and we feel and and we touch each other and we have better stronger relationships right and now we are have a wholeness because now we're birthing and recreating and that brings us back to the birthing of your projects and you birth so many of these projects with people and bring in that creation and so that brings that full spectrum when you activate that energy. And it's, it's for some people, if, if you don't quite understand that, and it, it's in, into, if you're a fighter into martial arts, it's, it's part of that chi energy that goes up that spine. And, and it's, it's a whole, it's an activation. And, and you sit with it in martial arts and you ground with it and it, it comes right up to that spine and you feel that. And there's a desire um, you know, it, in that competition right there. And sometimes that's where that male energy comes in. It's in that competition when you were younger, you know, having that competitiveness, there's that, that drive comes from that same place. So it's not good or is it bad? It's how you do it and how you use it and being able to hone that, making that full circle. But it's a beautiful thing. And it, I see how, thank you. I see how, you know, listening to talking to you, how you create that and how you manifest it. It's not just one piece here or there. It's the beauty of the mastery. And, and, and as you mentioned before, you know, a lot of people, when, when they get high into that energy field, they don't ground. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm grounded because I'm, I'm holding my crystal, right? You know, they put their crystal in their hand and they're, oh, I'm grounded. But you're up here all the time and you're not tethered and when you aren't in your male and female energy you know that's that's you you do blow away into the next thing or or, or to the next world or the next activation um and and there's no balance so either people are here or here and it's it's really bringing that that together and and that collaboration energy right yeah you, you've just mentioned so many incredible points and I could have gone into each one of them quite in depth. Um, but just to pick up on something that you were saying around that that competition energy and the centeredness. For me, I see it as you know working with a wounded masculine, which is that competition and the, the aggression and all of the, the drive, the un, unresourceful drive, that burnout drive, to me is the wounded masculine. And then it's really my journey has been about really trans forming that into the divine masculine which to me just is a presence it lets the divine feminine create and be and um just go with the flow but it just anchors and holds it all and I feel like when I went to Sedona a couple of years ago that's when I really felt like I was activating that divine masculine in those beautiful rocks you know those those mountains I was just lying on the earth and I was just absorbing that divine masculine strength and power which which just is you know i sometimes see it as the archetype of holding a sword just by having it by our side we don't need to use it we know we've got it if we need it but we don't need to use it because we've got this this energy this this essence coming straight through us 
that doesn't need to use a sword, it doesn't need to become aggressive, it doesn't need to shout, shout, it just is present. And and that's, you know, with the with the work when another thing you mentioned was the tasting of the fruit and just that being totally, utterly present to each moment. That's the divine feminine. I feel like that's just being in this eternal now, um, feeling the guidance coming in of what it needs to happen in the next moment. Um, to me, you know, coming from that place of hyperachieving, it's become really about slowing down and really about slow down to speed up. There is no point in, in, in trying to get things done and pushing through the tiredness. Um, we, we become so much more effective when we're rested and when we are in that connected space. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you become more, more rested if you have, you know, and, and understanding that if you have a project or if there's something to take care of, that you're planning that. Uh, you know, like yesterday, we had a, a summit, uh, a, a podcast summit. And so it was the drive of preparing before that day, making sure that I was well rested, make sure that I was exercise, uh, you know, I had some exercise, that I was hydrated and power through that day. You know, I did some, some protein shakes and greens, did meet through it, but I was able to get through that. And that's what kept my focus and, and my virility to, to move forward and to, to be in that, to be in that moment and, and know that, okay, I, I had only planned eight hours, but I was able to drive through 10. And, and we had, I had so many wonderful guests that I, I was able to speak with and still connect with because I was in a healthy mindset and I had prepared. And there is a drive through that. However, I was able to push through that moment to pre-prep. And, and be in that healthy moment. It's that, you know, constant, if we're constant pushing into a stressful mode um, and, and overdoing it, right? Um, and, and it happens, you know, um, but, but really understanding what are you planning for? What are you doing? And it's a healthy drive and, and, and it's, it's a good drive, you know, and, and not, not competition in an unhealthy sense, but if you have a challenges in competition and you're moving each other further along in the game, you know, further along the line down the field, pushing in a healthy way, maybe in the gym or on a hike or something like that, or even in business, but, you know, watching that it's not just jealousy or, or fatal competition, but it, it's how we kind of reprogram to see what we're looking at instead of everything negative coming forward mm -hmm. and a constant challenge is bad. We have to have healthy aspects of that, that balance. And, and a lot of that comes with that, that leadership within uh, to make sure that we're triumphant and not triggered. And thank you so much for, for speaking with me today about that. And, and, you know, folks, before I pass it to Beverly, I do want to say that it is so important to be able to feel that sensuality in everything that you do, and that's that passion. And if you don't feel that, if you're not activated, then then you're if you're not passionate, that that's what it is. It's like when you were 16 and you, you know, oh maybe you saw that other boy or girl and you lit up. Maybe you need to light up every time, and it's that energy kind of coming back to you each time. And even as as I grow older, it's it's there. It's at a stronger sense and a stronger. A desire for that and and to go forward with that so at every product 
is is prosperous and and i'm going to let you go back to beverly and thank you so much because you are so fun to talk to there's so much we could talk about thank you yeah wow <clears throat> it's like okay <laughs> where do we go from here we go to another show that's for sure we're definitely going to have to have you come back and share some more because the wisdom you have coming from deep inside of the soul of who you are is so remarkable and thank you so much for sharing one more thing though i'd like to get from you is can you leave our audience with maybe two or three little tips that they can walk away from this show with incorporate into their daily lives to help them have their light shine just a little brighter as they continue on their journey mm. There is so much I could share. <laughs> so um, one thing that I feel like is really, really important is the stillness and gratitude every morning. And just when I, you know, just when I wake up, I, I put my hands on my heart and I just feel into what I'm grateful for. What am I grateful for? And I'm really connecting to this beautiful feeling the heart warmth and that expands then my energy field and sets me up for a beautiful day the other thing that i currently do which i really love is i have a um, i have this wristband and any time that i find myself going into coming out of my what i call my zone of flow coming out of that space where i'm just in my you know slip in in, in my divine energy both with them, divine masculine, divine feminine, harmonious. And if I feel, oh my God, I haven't got, I'm running out of time, I do this. And it kind of is a reminder to snap me back into this present moment. Because if we are, because when we're in the present moment, time expands because we can become one with the universal field of consciousness. We're becoming one with the eternal now. If we're going into, oh my God, I've got to do this and, and getting, getting agitated or, fighting with time well if we're fighting against time then there is separation and then of course time speeds up and gets away from us so one thing that i really loved from a book called the big leap by guy hendrix is that he says we are the source of time and it's about stepping back into what he calls einstein time and i've really taken that on as a way that we all like we all are so time poor we all are have so many demands coming at us especially leading you know at any time it's it's at the time of the recording we're just before christmas so we're needing to wrap up projects but you know when we're launching this there is um there that we're into the new year and there's other demands we need to get rolling so having this is just a really beautiful way of bringing me back into the state of being that i'm activating and creating every morning with the gratitude Wow, that is so amazing. You know, we all kind of have our own little things that we do to snap us, like you say, back into the present in the now, because when you start getting anxious and you get off that, that flow, wow, that's when you get yourself in trouble. So to be able to bring yourself back into it and just keep on going, like you say, time just seems to expand instead of get away from you. Oh, Crystal, we are definitely going to have to have you come back 
And But for now, we're going to call this a wrap. We're going to say 360 Wisdom Speaks. It has been an honor having you here. And thank you so much, Nicole, for being with us as well. And thank you to the audience. If you liked what Crystal had to say and you want to reach out to her, all of her information will be connected with this video and with the audio as well. So don't be afraid to reach out to her. And if you'd like to be a guest on our show, hey, reach out to us as well. But for now, we're going to say go out there and make that light shine from within and have a wonderful day because we're coming into the season and make it a great one. Bye. Rhino RX welcomes you to the metaverse where you can create your own world, host events, speak internationally, sell in a virtual storefront. Creators programs available. The future of education is here. Rhino Studio, ready player one. Go ahead and scan the QR code. Join the Silver program today.